All beliefs are human-created, beyond proof, and therefore worthy of individual deliberation. And most humans operate within some form of belief, belief system. So pick a good one. What do you want from your belief system? Are you giving yourself permission, authority to shop for your best belief system? Most belief systems offered in this reality are provided as unquestionable, true for all, and with great consequences for the unfaithful. But is that true? New belief systems are possible. Why wouldn't they be? Beings can be designed to incarnate with the capacity to create, deliver, offer, a fresh perspective on what a higher power is, whether there is a creative origin, a clearer sense of what you are and others are, and a sense of design and purpose of this reality experience. That opportunity didn't stop at certain eras of time. And just because a being had or has that design doesn't make them messianic. But to the fellow humans, they can be portrayed and historically recorded that way. New belief systems are worthy of the same individual deliberation. If creator of origin is intending to assist the human experience in being enjoyable, productive, effective, it makes sense that improved belief systems would be offered for consideration. Great deliberation is done individually on matters of health and well-being. One's belief system has an even greater impact on one's life than their choice of what gets them or keeps them healthy. Your belief system very much shapes your entire sense of self, other, reality, its purpose, and whether any sense of higher or greater power is at play. It matters. Choosing well helps you be a better functioning you. So what is a belief system in this context? Religions and spirituality, atheism, agnosticism, politics, economic systems, health regimens, each lead to forms of often intense loyalty, division, personal identity, defined sense of self, other, authority, based on unprovable, debatable, or with time proven incorrect principles and or tenets. What qualities would you prefer in your belief system? Would you prefer to serve it or have it serve you? Most present forms of religion, spirituality, politics, healthy living, have the believers serving it, demonstrating loyalty to it, and having expectations of personal and or societal reward. Are your beliefs serving you, or are you serving your beliefs? Should it, your chosen belief system, make it easier for you to be your most likable, even ideal you, or harder? Does it help everyone be their best self, or only some? What does the system inspire you to consider others? Sinners? Stupid? Ignorant? Victims? Threats? Is it a system that allows for differences of a belief, opinion, or conformity? What, what happens to believers who then rebel? Are they shunned? Harmed? allowed to believe as they choose without imposed consequence? Does the system promote non-harming individual expression and originality? Does the belief system bring humanity together in a harmonizing, mutually respecting manner, or seem to tear it apart into possibly hating 
or even warring factions? Why does this matter? I'm an American. We've become so adept at messaging, labeling, and marketing of ideas that politics, economic theory, food choices, health choices, gender identity, and sexual preferences have become akin to religion. Is it directly related to the lowest rates of participation in traditional religious organizations? Possibly. Maybe the human psyche prefers to be defined within a set of unprovable yet supremely important tenets that give the individual a sense of direction, purpose, and meaning. If a traditional religious structure isn't doing that, maybe it is replaced with something else. And there are many other forms of organizations and activism to fill that role for them, offering that sense of personal identity, meaning, purpose, and direction. But is the belief system right? I sense that isn't the best question, because alternative, opposing beliefs can so easily offer their own unprovable, but just as compelling answers to what is, quote-unquote, right. What works may be the better question. Works at what? Precisely. What do you want the belief to do? Provide conformity? Compliance? Offer individual opinion, belief, expression, personal authority, as long as it complies with laws and does no harm to others? Does it support each individual in reaching their highest potential, or only some? And in that process, does it knowingly ask for or require compromise of others? My country feels like it is tearing itself apart from the inside out with little acknowledgement of individual accountability for how this is happening. Forced compliance of shared beliefs feels very relevant here. Members of families don't talk to each other because of voting record, vaccination status, acknowledgement of certain identity choices, personal beliefs, and what flag or sign is or isn't displayed on one's property. Is this new? No. This type of ideological division is an ages-old, across-the-globe, historically-evident situation. Does it feel strange and unnecessary? Yes. Maybe this is exactly what it felt like in Munich, Germany, at the earliest stages of community separation designations. Except that this time it is more subjective, more ideological identity that can get you into trouble, make you ostracized, and possibly much worse. At this point, you might be intently wanting to know which ideology I am equating to the Nazis and to the Jews, most likely so I can be shamed in making such a comparison. Shame away. What if I am ideologically neutral, offering a perspective in which all sides of current divisions can identify themselves as Jews and the others as the Nazis? That would be some pretty powerful messaging going on within each side, wouldn't it? What if the souls of those that lived in Munich in pre-World War II are pleading with us to make exactly this comparison so that we see what we are doing today with our ideas about self and other informed by our beliefs and our beliefs compelling principles that is another form of tearing a country or more apart? And to what end? Precisely. 
We shall see. No. That statement implies you are a passive role in this story of a country, but you aren't. You are an active participant. Are your beliefs leading you to hate, admonish, demand compliance of those who feel, see, know differently than you? Are you defensively now declaring, but they aren't beliefs, I am right, and they are wrong? Says who? You? What if you aren't right? What if they aren't right either? Or what if you both are? Because the important matter at issue isn't as objective as you think, or as it has been presented to be by the authority crafting the message, offering the belief. After a couple of breaths, after a moment to self, is there some room you can provide yourself for a deeper sense of other that doesn't bring you to hate, fail-proof, fail-proof methods of compliance, and fears of societal failure if your side doesn't prevail. Because it may not be true, all that messaging. Your side not winning need not be the end of the world, the end of progress. Your side winning may be the beginning of further regression, more hatred, more attempts at forced compliance of thought. What comes to your mind when you imagine a country with imposed thoughts, with defined, correct ideas about what ideas, what thoughts, what attitudes are the good ones and the bad ones set, not by religious institutions, but by government, by laws, by enforcement? Pleas for social media organizations to enforce correct ideas and thoughts could easily morph into the judicial branch playing that role. That could happen in so many ways. One easily imaginable scenario is the social media and even conventional non-entertainment institutions redefined as utilities, regulated by governmental bodies. If that governmental body is political and not apolitical, those institutions then become an ideological, belief-centered forum, well-defined in its limited, divisive principles. Do you want that? Is your answer yes as long as it's your side? Be careful with that. History has shown us that there can be equally passionate swings in the opposite direction to reverse course. Or centuries of very carefully managed, ideologically centered thinking of a detailed, specific form. And you might be 100% certain of your rightness, not unlike proponents of Sharia law. It works out great for those who believe in its virtues and badly for those who do not. Our country in its albeit brief history has shown its unwillingness to conformity of belief. The answer is a third party, some will chime here. Really? A third party will help us appreciate the differing beliefs of others? I doubt it. And why look to political forms to fix what in what it in tangible ways created? That's like asking formerly devout Christians and Muslims to band together to create a third belief system. Why not look to ourselves to rethink matters of belief, what they mean to us and what they could mean to us? Why not consider that the messaging that rallies you to support your beliefs and those who uphold them makes you feel militant towards those who believe otherwise, and that that is completely unnecessary? But your belief authorities won't tell you that. 
so don't ask them to. Do it for yourself and be as loyal as you desire to what you believe while making room for others to do the same without wanting to force an organization or a governmental body or any form of forced compliance to shut down, to silence, to conform them, just like you would want if you were the other. But what if they are harming someone? How are you defining harm? Is it the historical national definition of harm or the new definition of harm? Are words of dissension equated to a piercing sword into your heart and soul? Is someone's opposing belief a threat to national well-being? Or are they just opposing views with zero physical contact? It is the growing definition of harm, hurt, injustice that is part of the heightened urgency messaging and very much part of the problem. A great place to start is take a breath before wanting to, in any way, punish or demean someone from thinking differently than you. Reach out to a former friend or loved one that you may have ostracized. Ask them about life, living, and listen to how similar their concerns and dreams may be, just differing approaches for how to achieve the goal. Where you don't understand the other's side, stop trying if you have been trying. Where you have been trying to get the other side to understand you, stop trying. Instead, create space within yourself that you may never understand each other, may never believe in the same things, and that a peaceful, mutually respectful society can include huge, important concepts being disagreeable between citizens. And then read the U.S. Constitution. And then read some of the Sharia laws. And carefully think through which framework you prefer for you and for those who believe differently than you. When someone offends you with their words, their ideas, and or beliefs, consider that they don't owe you an apology. You need not coerce one. You aren't furthered by shaming them publicly nor privately, and there are others to personally consider others' differences of belief as it pertains to you. Where someone votes or advocates differently than you that makes their views, their rights, their voice no less relevant, no less intelligent, no less logical than you, regardless of what your belief authorities' message dictate. Other citizens deserve the same freedom to believe as they are led, as you are, and that may be what keeps the nation alive instead of tearing itself apart, apart person by person, belief versus belief. With gratitude, Jill Renee Fuller. So we're in a cool position. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I hear applause. Um, we're in a unique position here because I'm with four other individuals that, um, I shared this with after I wrote it in a stream of consciousness this morning and discussion can be helpful and maybe some Q and a and differences of opinion offered, et cetera. So for this beautiful group here, Amy, were you tearing? Why were you tearing? Can you share? Um, the. You brought up 
Germany. Yeah. And I had read recently, I was reading about PTSD and how the victim, yes, has it, but also like how impacted people are that have, say, not every Nazi believed in that, but they were trying to stay alive. And how many times when there's these strong belief systems, people don't, people suffer watching the atrocities that happen and yet they're safe in the group, let's say, and how damaging that is to an individual. And it just, I don't, I wasn't, I read it, but when I heard you read it, it's like, mm. all I just saw all of those mm. involved. And then it just went like everyone involved in, you know, I'm trying to keep their families together. Just, just like how challenging it is to be in this climate of division and how I feel so hopeful that I have such a passionate love for humanity and I just know that it can, we can care more deeply about ourselves and in that about each other and that it isn't a utopian vision to think that there's a possibility of love and mutual respect. And it just really touches me. Thank you. That's good. Thank you for expressing it that way. <clears throat> it's so, it seems like such a, like, oh, that could never happen. That's exactly what they thought. They never would have imagined that it could have gone where it did. I think that's the, that's the danger of it. And there is so much um, dramatization of that. And there, I think there is an overuse in the current climate of this is just like World War II, or this is just like the Nazis, or this is just like the Jews. And, there, and there, there's a lot of ostracism of you can't say that. You can't compare anything to that. I love my, one of those my favorite parts was when the idea that the, the souls and the, the wider consciousnesses of those beings are pleading with us to make that comparison because there's so many similarities of you are less than a human. If you think this, you are less than intelligent. If you vote that way, you are less than worthy of a vote. If you feel this way about that, I don't want you ever to be heard. If you think this, or you're, you're against that, that type of suppression and silencing and diminishing and demeaning is the seeds of what led to the Nazis and the concentration camps and, and all of it. Because it's a threat. The Jewish society was incredibly successful in a lot of ways. And that was threatening to the Nazis, right? Or what became the Nazi regime. And there's so many other layers there. I'm not a historian, obviously, but there's a lot of layers there. And Amy, you're exactly right. There's a lot of PTSD on all sides. Mm -hmm. I mean, there were non-Jewish, um, not just German families, but non-Jewish, you know, European families that were like, oh my, I feel helpless. I don't feel this way. You know, I have friends that are this, or I have customers that are, that are Jewish, or I have, um, you know, services that I utilize that I enjoy and appreciate and respect and admire that are Jewish. And I've never felt threatened by them or that they needed to be, you know, contained or, you know, that they were harmful in any way. I've never felt that. And yet my country 
the authority figures that are in charge right now feel that way. And I feel helpless to change the course of where this is going. And that's highly problematic, right? What else do you guys have? I'd love to hear anything. Well, the thing that occurs to me from certainly the discussion that you two just engaged in a little bit is that a group belief system takes it away from the personal, right? It enables you to, or allows you to, dehumanize the people in the other group um, and not look at them as an individual and have that conversation about belief systems. I've had many conversations in the past with friends of mine who are politically different from me, and I hate when it goes to that, and I used to talk about politics, but when you talk about the individual and how do you want the world to be if it was perfect, it's kind of the same thing. You know, everybody wants peace and comity and, and happiness. It's just that being told the path to get there is through this particular belief. Yeah, this is how you get there. And if you don't feel that don't way, the then you're... Get there. Yes. You're a problem. Yeah. So we have to remove ourselves from the group, right? And, mm-hmm. and I think Julie's saying you have to start by examining your own beliefs. Mm-hmm. And where did that belief come from, right? Was it from a group? And does it have elements of it that take other people and put them in a position where they're Inferiority. not Inferiority. They, mm-hmm. they don't agree, so they are, again, right or wrong, mm-hmm. you know? And there's never any absolute right and wrong. And it doesn't even have to be, I mean, because I think it can go very quickly from, no, I'm not saying they're inhuman. I'm just saying they're inferior to me. That's a really, really thin little line right there. That's a very gray subjective area that can easily turn. Yes. And the more that is uh, portrayed as at risk, the more likely it is to shift, is likely to shift from inhuman or excuse me, inferior to inhuman, Yeah. right? To me, this this became really obvious when very intelligent, educa- educated people were sure they knew what it meant to be a Trump voter or a Trump hater, right? They There was just this weird dividing line that happened. We already had a little bit of that with gun laws and abortion, you know, topics and things like that. We had a little bit of it. But boy, it got really, really like mainstream, like, no, no, no. Like, what side are you on? I'm never talking to you again, right? I never, I don't want to have anything to do with you. You're a disgusting human being, (laughs) right? And we've seen a lot of backlash and kind of whiplash as a result of that because no one wants to be portrayed that way or perceived that way. And it's just, I just feel differently than you. How does that make me less? How does that make my opinions less than yours, right? And then we had vaccination choices. And then we had, what do you think of Fauci choices? And it's just now it's become this compounding thing, right? And it, this isn't about getting everyone to like, okay, I, I want to be friends with people that disagree with me. I don't care if it's, if it's friends or non-friends. I'm just asking for a degree of neutrality where it is non-hateful, non, oh, clearly you don't think. Clearly, you're not intelligent. Clearly you're, clearly, you're not educated. There are MDs, medical doctors, that meet all of the criteria of intelligence, education, integrity, that were not proponents of forced vaccination for COVID. Mm-hmm. Right? There are. And yet, somehow, an individual that's not an MD is saying, I'm not so sure about this. I don't think I want to get vaccinated or I want to wait and see. They were demonized. They were vilified. 
They were made to feel inferior, unintelligent, uneducated, and clearly non-thinking humans. That is not okay. There were so many institutions that were part of that. They were like, yes, we have to get, we have to get conformity. Was it for a health-related, virtuous reason? Yeah, it was. I do think there were virtuous reasons behind it. But I think there were virtuous reasons behind the other side, too. Anyway, I keep talking. You guys go ahead. <laughs> I do want to hear you guys. <laughs> so I, 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 a lot of times I come up with something that's a little bit anti mm. because I'm thinking about what the results would be if mm. my side happens and your side happens or their side or my side if I'm thinking that way. And I absolutely yeah. feel that I hold the space to understand, and I do understand, mm-hmm. that the information that either side gets Mm -hmm. can sound Mm fact-based, can sound logical, can make sense, can seem like a very acceptable belief. Yep, I don't think I should get that vaccination because I've read this, I've seen that, or I do think I should get this, you know, that vaccination because I don't want to be there or have experienced this. I can, I can hold space for both those. There's some things though that it worries me what the outcome will be if everyone's not doing the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. So if I'll give an example, Perfect. you know, we just lost abortion rights mm-hmm. or state control are controlling. Mm-hmm. And in some cases it immediately flipped to laws that were written in the 1800s, right? So in some, in some states it did, we, they absolutely did. And I've seen clips could be modified. I don't know, because I don't know that I trust any media. I don't think they're all lying. I just think they all present what supports what the viewpoint that they're trying to. And from what I understand, they've always been that way. Yeah. There's always been leaning media sources. Yeah. So, but then you see people um, say, oh, and, you know, if we were able to do this, then maybe we should think about LGBTQ and marriage equality Mm -hmm. and and I think, okay, I can absolutely hold space for people who don't believe in marriage equality. Mm-hmm. Um, I have, I can hold space for them. If I do, I wish they could hold space for me. But you know what? It's everybody's individual choice. That's right. So let's not regulate it from the federal government. But I fear mm-hmm. that that could happen. Mm-hmm. So how do you kind of reconcile those two things of not wanting your side to win, yeah. but fearing that the other side, I'm calling it that for ease, mm-hmm. might do things that, and they're not opening space yes. for both sides. Yep. They might do things that could further take away, you know, rights that should belong to individuals. And I do, I just want to say one more thing. Mm-hmm. I I have been with a Jewish person mm-hmm. for years. Mm-hmm. He actually expresses fear that, you know, we need to think about, and he's not not serious. Mm-hmm. We need to think about whether we should move to Canada yeah. because he feels threatened that mm-hmm. so many people are saying, you know, once again, over thousands and thousands of years that the Jews are causing certain things. Yeah, He's not even religious, really, but he is Jewish and he's afraid. And I look at that and it saddens me so much. It's like, I'll protect you because I'm Catholic, so <laughs> I'll take care of you. Don't worry. Yeah. Um, but it, it, it's not. Um, and I, I used to say, oh, come on, you're being silly. All of a sudden, you're Jewish now when, you know. Yeah. 
but it's not silly. Hang on, though. Okay, so one little point about that, and then I do have more questions. Thank you for all of this, by the way. Um, as I understand it, at least from a, a, an explanation that was true 30 years ago, to be Jewish is, is one, of, one or more of three things, race, culture, and religion. You can very much be Jewish and not a practicing religious right, Jew. Right. So I just wanted to offer that right. context. Some people don't know that. Right. I think that's still. I think that's still true. It is. Yeah. Those three and he's by race, absolutely, because yeah. culturally we don't have, you know, practice. You're not Jewish. part of. Yeah. I encourage him to light lights yeah. and Hanukkah and yeah. Like, you know, that's okay. Right. So the other question I wanted to ask, and it's just a clarifying question: Is there a part of you in reading this that would that is presuming that me as the author? is condoning restrictions on abortions for women. No. Okay. I just wanted to make no, sure. No, and I don't think you're condoning additional restrictions. I don't think you're condoning anything. I think what you're talking about is all the way to From get any past this yeah. would be yes. that every side has this opening of the yeah. heart and allows space. Like Amy said, to still have faith that humanity will not tear this country apart, that we yeah. can come together. My fear is mm -hmm. that in the short term, mm -hmm. that won't happen fast enough. Mm -hmm. And the repercussions of certain things happening with an election or whatever else mm -hmm. could be very threatening to yes. a lot of people. You picked, in my, in my estimation, the perfect kind of fulcrum topic of abortion because to a to a believer that life starts at conception yeah. they are saving lives and need to create life need to create laws to enforce that no lives are lost i.e no no beings are murdered Absolutely. in their view and right I can understand that side. and that's a belief system yeah. right and, and it is based on belief right, right? Yeah. because there is another op opposing if you will belief system that says no life does not begin a conception and i i know i'm a little bit stating the obvious here everyone knows this but but that this is the issue is that because there is debate about that belief and because it is it is so important there are laws that some want to put in place for the, the advocacy of the unborn, and there are others that want to place in, in, in force laws that protect the, the rights of the, the parents, i.e. mainly the mother, in their ability to use contraceptive methods in what they, can, what they perceive as an unborn potential child mm -hmm. that they, for whatever reasons, desire not to have. And when does life begin? My challenge is just from a philosophical standpoint, we will never see that the same way. So I don't think there is one right answer, but I don't like the current answer. I'm in Idaho and they definitely, they were ready to go with a law that was just like, okay, here we go. Right. And there are so many women that publicly do not talk about the fact that they would have been affected by this at some point in their life, right. or they know someone. This is a very, abortion is a, that's a very common thing in this world. Right. It is. Right. 
And I know so I've heard some of the some of the Europeans go, Jesus, how often do you guys get these things? I mean, what why are you why are you fighting for the right to have an abortion in like seven at a seven month term pregnancy? How often do you guys do that? I mean that that is we've they've never been allowed to do that, right? So there is a there is a weird wandering line very much affected by the religious institutions in this in this country that are a part of politics. They're a part of every every facet of life, right? My passionate feeling too about yeah. that is what about the children that are born that are alive that are not yes. cared for? Uh-huh. And the the focus being on this fetus and not these starving children or abused children or poverty stricken children, children, neglected children, mm-hmm. it, an unwanted child is not oh. a loved child. No, it's a torturous life experience. And yeah. my, it's like, it, I just don't understand it, that it doesn't get equal play. It yes. doesn't get equal yes. consideration. And that it, it, it conflicts. It, I don't see the connection there with right. um, God wants us to take yes. care of each other. Yeah. God wants this life to be I just, I wish I wish if I were if I were in charge and of course I'm not in charge. But I would say because this is a belief oriented matter, you can't impose this as a law. Well, that's what I'm I, I was just going to say that if I can have space for both of those beliefs and I do, I can absolutely understand why each side believes what they do. Mm-hmm. Isn't that the perfect place where your personal autonomy needs to come in? Mm-hmm. Because we don't know the answer. That's we right. We may never know the answer. Yes. And so each individual needs to be able to be good with their own self. And you can't impose your answer. Exactly. And right. And my fear is the imposition of an answer that has two very valid sides. I know. We're going to impose an answer even though we don't know the answer, mm-hmm. we're going to just make a decision and everybody's going to live by it. And yes. even though both sides could be equally right. Yeah. Yep. And I agree with you that there is a slippery slope. And I admit that I didn't see it at first when I was happened to be with Joe Lankler in, we were in Chicago and I, we met together in Chicago to just have a great weekend together. And that was when the decision was made. That was when the Supreme court made their, made their ruling and determination. And I was like, I can't remember what I said, um, but I didn't see it as I was, I, there was something about the way that it was first handed down and the States obviously hadn't gotten involved yet. And I was, I can't remember what it was. I said, well, thank God. Oh yeah, this is what it was. Thank God that it's not, you know, what was it? 1972. And we do have the morning after pill, we have plan B, we have way better access to birth control methods than we did before. And hopefully more women that maybe could be using those measures will look more to those measures and not lean towards abortion, you know, because they have other choices now. And that to me was like, oh, this, this could be okay. And she goes, oh, they're not going to stop there. They're going <laughs> to, they meaning the other side, right? Um, those that she said, there's a whole group here that is thrilled with this decision they're going to take away all contraceptive methods and they will, you know, ban gay marriage and, and ban this and ban that. And I'm like, oh my God. And it didn't even occur to me that that was, that those were the next dominoes. Now, is she right or is she wrong? We don't know. 
But I started to hear more like, oh, this is great news. Let's do this next. <laughs> it, did, well, it fit with her narrative. And I was like, oh, oh my God. Yes, no, like, that's what I'm saying now. So in June, that was, wasn't even on my radar. And what I'm saying is, yes, now people are very openly saying, yeah, this is next. I'm yeah. like, oh, shit, she's yeah. right. So Never would have occurred to me. on both sides of the mountain. Yeah. Right? Yes. There's a slippery slope to late-term and partial birth abortion as well. And there yes. are plenty of advocates for that. Mm-hmm. Right? Which... Almost everybody probably says that's you know that's not something that I can really imagine. I but actually, there are advocates for that too. I don't think there are that many though. No, advocates I don't think for, there are that many yeah. on, on the other side either. I, I really don't think there are that many. I think it's amplified, right? Let's let's lift it up a little bit from you know a subject that has nearly everybody has a strong opinion on, mm. and look at where does it come from as a group. Right mm-hmm. when you bring it down to the individual level and have those conversations and examine our belief systems, yeah, you can have that conversation and end up wherever you want to. Um, but as soon as you put it into the group, you have a really tough position of well, again, and you wrote about this, you know, mm-hmm. in, in the blog post that my side is right and this is just the righteous side, and the other side here feels exactly the same mm-hmm. that I'm doing or. You know, my idea is a good thing. I'm saving life or I'm, I'm saving choice. You know, it, it, it's really hard to ever step back from that mm-hmm. when you're in a group. Because, again, it dehumanizes the other side. Mm-hmm. And it's easy to, you know, gather your troops on this side and say, you know, we think this. But, but here's what's interesting. I think what Elaine and I are demonstrating is an ability that to completely, we are not disrespecting. Mm-hmm. We are not calling those that would, I mean, cause I am, I am more for choice and those sorts of things. And I'm not a personal fan of, of late term abortion. And I don't know where that line is. And I thank God, literally, it's not my job to determine where that line is, but I, and maybe we're saying the same thing, Simon, I'm not sure, but we are demonstrating that we aren't trying to, uh, you know, call anyone else. We're doing, I think we're doing it the way that I'm hoping everyone would. We're appreciating there's a difference of belief a difference of opinion and a, a different viewpoint. But we are not saying anyone that, that wants to limit abortion rights is unintelligent, inferior, less than human, needs to be silenced, or needs to be shut down. Fair? Yeah. 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 And that's, I mean, that's in some ways the main part of the, of the, the post, the article, this right. message, yeah. is, is where it, well, it's not about agreeing. It's not about, oh my God, we're as equally disagreement. What are we going to do? It's not about that. We will always have that, especially on this issue. Like I said, I, I'm happy you chose the, the hardest issue and I'm kind of bummed we chose the hardest issue because we're skipping over some of the other conversations that could be a bit more like, oh yeah. But this one, we don't have to go to a point of, I don't want to hear anyone online ever talk about the fact that it's a that it's a life if it's two if it's two months in utero. I never want to hear that. I never want anyone to be able to say that. And I want to make sure that everyone who thinks that is shamed, demonized, ostracized, and ideally loses their job. Right? Mm. There's nothing in me that wants to do that. Zero. Zero. But some people are that way. And that to me, it's that temperament, that mentality that's tearing everything apart. Yeah, and that's that's the core of the discussion, really. Is, is I think it is. Yeah, yeah but I want to hear more about outside about of the belief system, the fear of the anti-Jewish sentiment. Well, I, 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 I wanted to throw a kink into yeah. this whole thing. Okay, give the kink. 
if it was a matter of when you said I don't think we disagree about this as much as because I don't think there are a lot of people on either end of that extremely people who think oh it's just fine to take an eight month in utero pregnancy and end it I think they're tiny yeah I think that's and, a tiny people, tiny number you know, so I think they, or people that think that if the life for example if the life of the mother is threatened there shouldn't be the option to terminate or if the child's going to be born just to die, which, like, say, a spina bifida child mm-hmm. has to be a spina bifida, why would you bring that pregnancy to term? I don't think there's a lot of people in the general population. The kink to this whole thing is our government isn't necessarily any longer a representative government of what the population thinks. Mm. Yeah. And... A lot of it has to do with how things have been redistricted mm-hmm. and how we've set up, you know, True. ways to make sure that this area and the whole, you know, how we count the votes. And it's all it's all been jury rigged over time. Mm-hmm. And I think that we're missing that component right now, that mm-hmm. government is representative of what we as a country, the millions yeah. of people who live here actually feel and think. Yeah. That's a to, big kink. It is a big kink. And I understand, and again, I haven't researched this, but I think I did slightly research it. I looked it up that in Switzerland, or no, yeah, it is Switzerland. They, for measures, topics like this, it's a national vote. They do have elect. I think that's wonderful. Okay, hang on. Let me talk more about yeah. it because some people don't know this. Okay. Um, they do have elected officials, but all matters of, of things like this have to be voted on by the citizens. I don't know if it's a required voting like Australia has that you have to vote, but nothing gets passed unless the citizens say yes or no on it. And it's absolute numbers. It's absolute numbers. Yeah. Yes. Which is and what then the Supreme Court tried to do by the way. Yeah. And then and then the elected in the well, elected no, but hang on, no, I'll I'll say why that I don't believe, I don't agree with that. So that. the elected officials in Switzerland, they do have a role, but it's not to be a vote for their constituents without the constituents actually voting for it. So that would solve this problem. The reason you, I hear you in terms of, no, the Supreme Court said the states decide, but the states didn't ask the citizens. See what I'm saying? So I'm in Idaho. Nobody in Idaho is saying, okay, let's take a general vote of Idahoans. What do you guys want? To, what do we think we should do? That's the intention. I know, but they don't. No, it's not their intention. They knew, if, they knew a lot of these laws were going to yeah, be triggered. Yeah, they, they didn't intend for a general population vote on these things. Um, well, I, I just think they said the judiciary doesn't decide on this. Yes. Right? The yeah. judiciary should not be deciding a bunch of nine people whether or not abortion should be a national, you know, yes. open but abortion should be a national law. I think we're splitting so hairs. back to the states and it'll get sorted I out. I think we're splitting hairs, but, yeah. but what I heard you say is Elaine and I were talking about it should be a general citizen vote, and you said mm-hmm. that's what the Supreme Court intended, and I'm saying no, they didn't. Not at the federal level. Yeah, yeah. But at the state level because of the form of government. No, I'm still, I'm still disagreeing with you. Because yeah. what, yeah. <laughs> because, but this is important, right? Yeah. So I feel like what Elaine and I are saying is that the Supreme Court did not say, let's let the states hear from their citizens. And that's what I hear you saying, is that they did do that. And I disagree that they, and I don't think they did that. With representative government, ultimately, the people that make decisions that you don't like, you vote out or in. And that's the point, right? Is that it will work itself out, is, is I think the idea. It was a flawed law. Do we all agree that that was the idea? Yes, that was the idea, right? 
Yeah. You don't agree that. That, that it was the idea. Let's make sure you're listening to what he's saying and not, not in your own thoughts. Okay. Right. What he's, do we all agree that the, and I really, I, we're getting into areas that yeah. I don't even care yeah. about. Yeah. <laughs> so I just, I, it doesn't matter. Let's just yeah. period on that. Yeah. Okay. So can we stick to the topics of yes. the stuff at hand and not yeah. how our government works and things like that? But this issue, let's all take a breath. Cause I am getting heated too. <sighs> okay. If we focus on what I offered here, mm-hmm. what other comments does anyone have about anything? Including you, Simon, of course. <laughs> so, um, you know, I was hearing, and sorry to hear about, you know, what your partner, feeling fear. And go back to what we've been talking about these last few days is that now that we have all these channels of mm-hmm. information mm-hmm. and you can kind of choose where you focus that and what could be, and I don't know for sure, mm. a relatively small group of people that feel a particular way about a particular race or religion mm-hmm. gets amplified to the mm. point where somebody can feel real fear because it seems like that is something that could really happen. Mm. You know, I might think, boy, I, I don't think that could ever happen here. There's not that sort of movement anywhere, not that I've, I've ever heard of, but I could find those channels too. And I could focus on them and say, yeah. wow, there is this. So here's a group that outside of it, yeah. they're saying. Okay, so I want to ask a clarifying question. Yeah. Are you saying that you don't feel we're on the verge of the Jewish U.S. citizens being ostracized? God, no. Okay. Not at all. How about race? Um, or, or voting record? Or vaccination record? I think on certain subjects, uh, not not on race. I think there's more and more division on race, but some, I think there are certain elements fomenting that. Okay. I think at the individual level, everybody I know, there's there's we're, we're better on race than we ever have been, except at the at the country level, there's all this separation and and groups mm-hmm. using that as a lever to to make people look bad. There are certain people that certainly are you know, mm-hmm. racist, but now it's been bandied about. For anybody that would dare to comment on almost anything, I find. And and the amplification that the internet and news sources and whatever you want to focus on can give you yeah. can blow that up into a level. But on an individual level, which is where you're getting at, yeah. examining your belief system yeah. and seeing somebody and, and acknowledging them for who they are, yeah. at the spiritual level, that most of the time would go away. Hopefully, that, that belief system could be broken down when, when you mentioned when you were reading it, I think it was before we started recording, recording yeah. and before I started reading what I had written, because these guys had already re- read it and that I wrote and I wrote it. I sent it to these four. They read it. And then I read it here in this recording, just FYI. And now we're discussing it. When you read it and before I started reading it for this recording, you said, this feels important. Yeah. What about it is important to you? Um, what about it is important is that, and I, I, I alluded to it just now, is that belief systems are being reinforced by an echo chamber. Mm. Back in the time of the Constitution, you know, maybe you had a, a printing press and a newsletter, and you had gatherings where people would make their case mm. for this belief system. You know, and it's pretty small, but but that couldn't get transmitted mm. and it couldn't get amplified because there was no organ to amplify that, mm-hmm. right? And and it's still 
managed to get out there and this wonderful thing we have as the constitution I mm-hmm. think is, is beautiful in it and it's stuck but now you can elevate things to the level of a constitutional um, amendment by finding enough people that mm-hmm. will jump into that belief system pedophilia almost every reasonable person says that's a terrible thing to think about right to, and, to, and, and to do things on but you could be a pedophile and you could go on the internet and you could create a group that completely echoes that belief and all of a sudden it's okay because hey all, all my people feel the same you know you can find that group of aberrant I don't say aberrant beliefs. That's not fair. well. It is illegal. It's aberrant. Right. Pedophilia right. is aberrant. Right. Right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's to a normal citizen. But you can find that echo chamber, and you can yes. do it on almost anything. And how is that related to this article? Um, because we're talking about belief systems that are mutually exclusive. That somebody outside of your belief system is an enemy, or needs to be ostracized, mm-hmm. or silenced. Okay. And. Um, and and nobody's spending not nobody but few people are questioning that belief system okay. and the elements of what it creates yeah. as far as separation is concerned but yeah. just going with it okay so let me let me make sure we're you guys are picking the hottest topics i'm very impressed <laughs> i'm very impressed and not surprised um because i thought about pedophilia in a a layer of me was thinking about that i was i was I, excuse me got this funny as i was reading it but pedophilia is already illegal in yeah. every state. Yeah. And I don't imagine that ever changing. Yeah. So to me, pedophilia isn't a relevant example because it is the laws of our country. And I hope it's always the laws of our country. Yeah. Um, and I, I do um, acknowledge, I don't appreciate it, but I acknowledge that pedophiles tend to be able to demonstrate why their child love is just like adult to adult love, which yeah. makes it even more terrifying to me that they rationalize their yeah. aberrant behavior yeah. in such a creepy way. Right. Okay, so laws in place for that, thank God. I I feel like we're talking about the things that there isn't a law against voting against you know being a Trump voter. There isn't a law as far as I know against being unvaccinated. Right? There's yeah. a lot of pressure about it. Um, but there's not a law against a lot of the things that are more in this debatable, but I feel like there are some people that wish there were, they wish there was a law that you can't be, you're kicked out of America. If you voted for Trump, you kicked out, you're kicked out of America. If you voted for Biden, you're kicked out. If you're on this side, you're kicked out if you're on that side. But I do want to hear more about the, um, please tell us more about why your partner as a Jewish American feels like, like he's seriously feeling threatened and maybe we should look at trying to get into Canada. What in the current environment is making him feel that way? Well, I will, uh, I totally agree with Simon that there are things get amplified. It's an echo chamber. It depends on where you look at your information and he is left and he watches left information um, but they show f- videos that are real. Now, whether they're edited or I can't tell you, but they say the Jews, you know, and there's been art- a lot of articles written recently about that people are vilifying Jewish people again. And I guess when I, 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 so I agree that I don't believe the majority or even a minority majority, if that makes sense, mm-hmm. of people are feeling anti-Semitic right now, mm-hmm. but it's happened 
like over thousands of years, that's persisted, right? Yeah. And the echo chamber is exactly what was created in Germany, mm -hmm. right? The echo chamber, it wasn't the same type of amplification, but it was the propaganda. It was the, you know, the trucks going around with the speakers on top that were spurting out the information that that wanted to be that they wanted people to believe and be spread. So they had a different way to create the echo chamber, but they created the echo chamber, and it ended up in what it ended up in, and I still, like we said, I don't think most people believed that was what we needed to do, or would, I mean, they, many people might have been convinced that needed to happen by listening to the echo chamber information mm -hmm. about inferiority, and they want to replace you, and they control the money, and whatever else was said, but I can't ever look him in the eye and say, it's not feasible, honey, for that to happen mm -hmm. right now, because the echo chamber is resounding. And mm -hmm. once that starts happening, you just don't know what can happen. Thank you so much for explaining that. And I, I'm, I'm aware and I'm, I'm, um, I have close connections on so many sides of all of these issues. It's, it is interesting that there are people that are more on the right that have the very same variety of fear, that it could be our turn to play the role of the Jews in this, oh, and we're being vilified, yeah. right? And you guys, that's the issue, that's is yes. that when both, and so that's what I was trying to say in that part, so I'm glad we're having this conversation, mm -hmm. because it's, that's a, that's uh, that to me is a big warning sign mm -hmm. because it is the threat of something like that that causes in some cases overcorrection and over kind of like no we need to make sure we that never happens through overreaction over dramatization right that can create even more trouble mm -hmm. what if it's worse than world war ii i don't even want to think about that right and what if it's just, and may, may, then it wouldn't be a world war thing. What if it's a, a version of this, of another revolutionary war or a civil war mm -hmm. that is so ugly and so incredibly overhyped and misrepresented of the other side of what they want, what they need, what they think of us, what we think of them, right? Because it's so distorted, right? Mm -hmm. That's huge. It's absolutely huge. And I, I mean, I said in a 2022 prediction message, it's these tails. If you look at a normal distribution mm -hmm. curve, it's the tails we need to be really, really watchful over mm -hmm. and worries, worried about. And they can look incredibly threatening to the tails on the other side. Yeah. But both, I feel, are very similarly feeling threatened and similarly feeling, oh, my God, we have to do something. Mm -hmm. And that's like, whoa, yeah, whoa, whoa. That's true. So if, if it's true that the majority of us are in a more centrist position and are not wanting to harm anybody on any side of the tails and we're more in the middle going, no, 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 I don't want, I don't want to end your life or end your, end your reality or silence you or silence you. I just want you guys to chill the fuck out. <laughs> so you, you know, put down your weapons and like, just calm down that what you think of the other side isn't accurate it's highly manipulated um but the the factor of the media that i mean because some people say well it's because of the media the world has media outlets like this mm -hmm. right or let's say access to the technology that the medias use and their citizens are not affected in this way so either their citizens are more discerning or they're more neutral 
or they're less amplifiable, if that's possible, or they're, they just feel less pressure in some ways in life. I don't know. It's probably maybe a bit of all of those things, but could, I'm worried. Could some <laughs> of it be that they feel they have more control? Like Simon said, well, you know, if you don't like it, you, you have a voice. If you don't like it, just vote Oh, that out. could be. You know, oh. and, I'm, and I'm sitting here thinking, yeah, it kind of doesn't work that way because, you know, we've had people that have <coughs> called the office that didn't win the popular vote and... Yeah, you know we have a very strange system, and it's not the majority that rules. Oftentimes, it's not perfect. It's not perfect. It, it, it's not bad, but it's not perfect. And it, but not having majority rule means yeah. we can't necessarily always autocorrect. Yes, that's true. And that's that's you know, and the more that a certain viewpoint gets ensconced in government, mm-hmm. the more difficult it's going to be to autocorrect. And you're, the idea that you have a voice in, like, you know, like they said to the women when they were protesting, mm-hmm. well, you have a voice, go vote. Like, it's not even, like. It's not that simple. Yeah, it's if not that, that were simple. the answer, if, that if the these were. If I was voting on, if, I could go to the polls. Yes. If these types of things were put to a general vote right. and the general vote were equally accessible and equally fair and we trusted the voting process. We wouldn't be having this conversation. We really wouldn't. Right. But then the other, I think, compounding factor is how close our elections have been oh, yeah. for the past several elections. Yeah. Maybe not at the state or local level, but definitely at the federal level, right? right? Yeah. So there's there's just a, a very, there's not that many millions of people between, I, I'm so happy it went this way, and oh my God, the world's going to end, yeah. right? And when did it become that? See, that's that's yeah. part of the problem, too. Yeah. The world's going to end because yes. of the election happening this way. And yeah. the fact that so many of us had children when Trump was elected. I mean, I've talked to many people that are more uh, centrist and more moderate. We may flip our vote based on policy mm-hmm. and based on person, mm-hmm. right? We're not dogmatically one or the other. Um, and our some of our children were like, oh, my God, like, this, uh, you know, I, my youngest one was like, Oh my God, you know, uh, I can't remember some of her friends' names, but they're going to get deported. You know, they're going to get sent out of the country. And I'm like, she's like, they may have to leave today. I'm like, babe, the election just happened. Trump was just elected. This is true. But I don't think that means what you're thinking or they're thinking that means. Mm -hmm. Nobody was deported that she was worried about being deported. She had a lot of friends that were here from various, you know, south of the border countries. And I guess possibly not in the way that is legal or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, or they thought they were, no, we just hate you anyway, even though you're a citizen, we're getting rid of you. I don't know what kind of propaganda was involved there, but it was just sad. It was sad to see my kids just like, oh, yep, the world's over, right? Go ahead. Yeah, um, I think. The other two two points, the compounding factor for me, too, is just what you said. These laws, and I don't think most people recognize how the laws have the tentacles into mm-hmm. so many other issues. And maybe it's like the loophole or the contract mm-hmm. that we don't read all the fine lines and see yeah. where things come in. And the other, you asked, why is this article important? And I wanted to address that. Okay. And what my... Why I believe it's important is you address, like, does a belief system have to be static? Mm-hmm. And that belief systems are created consciously, subconsciously, and unconsciously from our whole lives. 
and mm-hmm. that they are, um, I don't know that most people recognize that. Mm-hmm. And that their belief systems are motivating, permeating their actions, their words, their feelings. There's so many parts of it. And that they're responsible and accountable for those actions on an individual basis. Yes. And there is potency and power to an individual in our society these days. And that Mm -hmm. I appreciated where you said, take a breath, take a pause. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and my point earlier, which I was so emotional about is like in that core, we all are humans, like not just that we are Americans because this is where we chose to incarnate. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in high school, nuclear war dominated my mind and my writing and my, I just was so Mm -hmm. afraid and I'm stunned quite honestly, that it's back as a topic of possibility Mm -hmm. that some even, you know, and these are all like big hitter topics that Mm -hmm. could just annihilate us again. And I have a multiracial granddaughter when my son and his wife on 4th of July didn't really want to go out with the baby. Like, cause it, it is, you know, it. it's similar to Gary. It's like, it's been said, it's been done, it's happened. So it's sometimes challenging to recognize that I love that your community doesn't have that going on. But I think it's important to be sensitive to recognize, wow, I'm fortunate. I, I am that. If you're in that demographic, there is... And even your daughter's things. Mm-hmm. It's like those fears, and fear is a virus. Fear is a fire, you know, mm-hmm. and it does come in, and it's like, what's this going to do for me and my loved ones mm-hmm. on a personal level? So that's why I feel this is so important, is, mm-hmm. it, is it activates in us those dormant places that we haven't even considered. Yeah, thank you. So thank yeah, you. thank you for, I mean, this is the perfect opportunity to add that one of the reasons this article came about was I was about to um, promote a recent podcast beyond beliefs on the psyched podcast. So you're right. That's a, that's that part. I kind of skipped over that uh, there's a whole other offering of information, offering of information, a viewpoint that we are not our beliefs. We are the operator of our beliefs. So that is, that is very much kind of the, the, the step zero that yeah. thank you for Amy. I, I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. Some people listening to this haven't even had that, haven't even had that opportunity to consider that part that we are the operator of our beliefs. And in my view, that that is something that we should take more consideration of is what are your beliefs? Do you choose your beliefs today? Because I do, I, my viewpoint is, we do choose to operate our beliefs. They are not, they are handed to us. And so in so many cultures, they are beyond question. They are beyond reproach. And that is problematic because, yeah, anyway. So if, especially in the U.S., because we're in the U.S., um, this group is in the U.S., that we do have the opportunity to question beliefs. And if we did that more often, then I, that would be another important step. I'm traveling outside of the country this year. Mm. We are viewed as this very powerful, potent place. Mm -hmm. And, you know, lots of people say, oh, we've lost that. No, we have not on the common person that I talk to or individual. Do you want to give uh, more of a story Um, about that? Because I 
when we were in Egypt together. Yes, in yeah. Egypt, but it, even in Italy and everything, it's okay. like, yeah. you know, where I thought I would be um, kind of ostracized for being American, being American, Trump, whatever, you know, way you want to put that, um, the devolvement of our society and our treatment of each other. I was instead greeted by people that are like people, that governments are, you know, oh, that's that's your government. But you as a people, you have so many opportunities. You know, you get to choose. You get to explore your beliefs. You get to explore what, what education you want. And, you know, and it humbled me so. It helped yes. me to regain my, and maybe for the first time ever, I had a deeper appreciation for the honor of being an American, that there mm. is honor, that there, um, you know, I get the angst and I get the different times that the flag's been burned and the this and that, but there's, there is honor. And I love that you offer um, that consciousness. Mm. That there's, you know, look at the way we're treating each other, whether mm -hmm. the topics, this or the other thing. And the third party thing I thought was interesting. And it brought yeah. to mind, like, mm -hmm. let's go live on Mars because we've trashed Earth. It's like, really? <laughs> you know? Is that the answer? What? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it reminds, like, it's, it's, yeah. it's, things get repeated and repeated. But the, hmm. the traveling did a beautiful I grew up in Connecticut and I feel like there's so much patriotic energy on the East coast because mm -hmm. it was like the first one and the history here. I learned. Yeah. <laughs> and now I live, you know, on the West. And a lot of times I think about that pilgrimage and what drew people mm -hmm. here. And I have such an appreciation for the pioneers and what it took and what they sacrificed. And mm -hmm. we have this entitlement. All of us do. I think that, mm -hmm. I should be able to this and I should. And it's like, we're so comfortable and we're so, you know, we have everything to argue. About we have time to argue. Things. And, yeah. and it's like, why are we squandering that? Yeah, that's fair. Why are we squandering Thank that? Thank you, Amy. Um, I'll add that when I've traveled overseas and I've been to Egypt three times now, right? And obviously various, various parts of the world. And I think you guys, you know, there's a group of travelers here for sure. It, it not only surprised me when people weren't as anti-American as I expected them to be, they also weren't as, you're an American, you must be, you are the representative of that leader that you had. You see what I'm saying? As Americans, we've maybe overly have identified with, I am under the umbrella of that president because I live here. I don't, <clears throat> I haven't experienced people from other countries making that same connection with us. Oh, you're from there. So you must, sometimes there are non-Americans that are more informed about our politics than we are. Mm -hmm. And that's embarrassing, right? And, you know, I, there's a lot to blame there, a lot of fingers to lay there. But the other part that it, it isn't just about, oh, it's a, you know, we may not, I mean, there might be some of the, we don't like your country, but we like you. But then I also have felt the part of, no, we rely on your country. We were pleaded to by our Egyptian tour to a manager who's lifelong Egyptian. He said, what is going on in the Ukraine, you guys can't, I mean, he was very opinionated about it, but he was like, your country can't stand by and not support Ukraine with arms and money. 
I mean, he, he was very clear that that was his opinion. Does that mean he's right? Of course it doesn't mean he's right. But I was surprised at how, like, you guys cannot sit on the sidelines on this. And he was like, you guys probably have no idea. Our currency is tanking because of the situation between the Russia and Ukraine. Our livelihoods internationally depend on stability in the Ukraine. So he had a very vested interest, right? And they kind of need to pick pick somebody that can right the ship or fix this debacle or calm the waters, right? And that was his version of an answer. Mm-hmm. Now, I know it wasn't others because then I had dinner with another Egyptian who was, or I, it doesn't matter who it is, but anyway, I had dinner with another friend while we were there. And she was like, no, all of my friends are really siding with Russia And, you know, Ukraine has been the poster boy for the West, and that's not okay. And Russians, they've been lied to, and their, you know, their their sovereignty is being demeaned in this situation. So I, it was lovely to hear two intelligent, educated people I love and respect and admire have very differing opinions, just like Americans have, Mm -hmm. right, about us and about that situation, right? So it's another kind of dividing line. Neither one was dehumanizing either side, though. And I'm like, how are they able to do this in such a, let's just have a debate about this, not a, no, like whoever, like like a Mayan um, warfare kind of thing of uh, the games Mm and some of them, but the old Mayan times, it's like, okay, whoever loses, you got to put up your top player and we're going to kill him. Right. That seems like we're turning, we're turning, we're regressing into this form of like, just somebody's got to die. You, one of your players has to die in this situation. I never, you know, as a sacrifice, it's terrible. Anyway. Yeah. It's, it's awful. Okay. What else? It's interesting on the political side, we talk about the president, but you know, not wanting to get into the governmental structure so much, but co-equal branches of government, that's not, no. it's not a, by fear, it's not a dictator, you know, basically mm-hmm. can't do a lot unless you've got Congress representing the states and the, and the Senate representing the states and the judiciary is the balance. So we have a, a pretty good system here. Not perfect, but in my humble opinion, still, still the best in the world. It, that could you know, be. That, that it's been set up with the Constitution to try and make sure that none of these extremes can happen. But we're viewing it as though it can, and I and I and I have faith, honestly, mm-hmm. that it will balance itself out over time, and things will, you know, the pendulum swings. And, yeah. You know, and I and I I feel quite comfortable with that. I'm not a Pollyanna, you know. I I see what's going on. Yeah. But I I want to come from the individual perspective of love for everybody, including people that don't believe the same way as me. And if I go into that conversation or relationship or dialogue with somebody, you know, I, I fully believe that I can have that conversation and not stick up for my side. And I do get, sometimes my hackles go up and I, yeah. you know, well, there's a belief system coming up. Let me talk about the abortion thing. I've been on both sides of this. And mm. somewhere in the middle now, you know, and I, and my belief systems have changed. Mm. And I and I try to me too, by the way, say, me too. Well, why why do I think that way now? Mm-hmm. You know, and, I, and I'm acutely aware that I don't have the answer, and I'm not right, but I just have my personal thing, and it's based on my relationships with other people and my values, life experiences. Are, yeah, and my experiences, and and hopefully everybody gets to that point at some at yeah. Some time. I'll I'll add that I would hope that it for me the it's not that there isn't value in knowing what you believe. 
It's what do you believe about the people that believe otherwise? Yes. yes. That's what is there. Right. And is it a is it a band slash through it, you know, yeah. band of them? Or is it a, oh, I wish we felt similarly. I, I know them as a, a probably a loving human trying to do the best they can right. as well with what they know. They probably love life. They probably love liberty. They probably love their kids. They probably love their parents. They probably love this. They, they probably love their way of life and the opportunity for success. That's probably true of everybody. Exactly. Right? And then it's, oh, yes. but what's threatening that, right? Yeah. Now, I completely want to acknowledge that there are individuals that, regarding the branches of government, things like that. I mean, that that uh, speech that Eisenhower made right before he was leaving office is bone-chilling. And he said, the rise of the military-industrial complex... And then there was a historian that had an, an earlier version of that speech. I don't know if this is accurate, but she, she, I think it was a woman, and I think she was in the Joe Rogan podcast. I just want to admit that, which will make some people eyes roll and some people go, oh, I can go listen to it. Like, I like Joe. Whichever camp you're in. Anyway, go look it up. Um, apparently, there was an earlier version of that speech that said the congressional industrial complex. In other words... The forms of industry that fund and support congressional members and the congressional members are then not representing their constituents. They are representing those who fund them. And here we are to John McCain's type of idea. We have to take the money out of politics, which would require what? An undoing of the entire system of our election process in the U.S., right? So one proposal I've actually heard, which didn't sound bad, is everybody running for office is funded by one state fund. Would there be a way to compromise that? Probably. Mm -hmm. Because that money is just going to flow to where it can go, right? It's going to find a way. So is is this Swiss opportunity better? That, look, if anything, if the stuff that we are the most heated about has to be voted on by us individually, and we can get our asses together. If we can bank on a line, why the hell, right? What matters more to us than our money, right? If we can do that online, why the fudge? Can't we get voting done online? I don't think they want to get it done online, right? But it's like, who can we put in charge of this? Nobody trusts anybody, Right. It's so, it's so, it's almost like, how do we make our way out of this? I don't know. It's a big ecosystem. And this, this is the issue, is that until we ever get that figured out, which we may never get figured out, in the meantime, let's try not to kill each other, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. If anyone, anyone of anyone's beliefs, authority figures starts having you start, grab your pitchfork, get out the masking or get out the duct tape and let's tie and bound, bound, bind and gag somebody that feels differently than you. Just take a fucking moment and breathe and just think about what you're doing and what you're being all frothed up about and how that's leading you to feel and fear your fellow American, which may or may not be justified, probably isn't justified. What this boils down to is fear. It really does. Fear. If we don't do something, then, and that's never a good thing. It's always this catastrophic, apocalyptic, oh my God, 
they're going to kill us. They're going to do this. They're going to do that. And this is where it, I am cautious about raising the World War II comparison in any way. But I appreciated that maybe it is relevant because these tales of the normal distribution curve, they both can look at themselves as the Jews and they both can look at themselves as the Nazis. Notice I'm not saying Germans, because mm -hmm. not all Germans were Nazis, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so the Nazis, and that that is fascinating to me, that that's how confused we are. We don't even know which role we're in. Mm -hmm. Those that are feeling the most persecuted, i.e. feeling the most afraid. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the, that's a power dynamic, right? The, oh my God, yeah. Right? The, if you have the power to literally, physically, perhaps threaten yes. another group, yeah. Then, then that that kind of wins. Yeah. You know? Because we can't stop those that are motivated to incite fear. I don't think we're ever going to shut that down. But we can always control our ability or inability to be influenced by it. Right. Yeah. To your point, um, you said what I heard you say is about all the places that were the same. And I think that mm. the major focus is on how we're different. And like, if I told all of you, you know, today I'd like you to see blue, whether I just said that one moment, you'll go out and everything blue comes into focus because our perspective is also selective. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and mm -hmm. It's we're not 2 billion bits of information come in and some filter says, what am I going to pay attention to today? Mm -hmm. And if we could focus on kindness, respect, saying, where do we meet? You know, where yeah. can we meet? It would be different. It would Our be climate different. would be different. It's totally true. Mm -hmm. And there's no loud voices that are going to do that for us. So we have to take responsibility ourselves, mm -hmm. right? To remind ourselves of those things. And there are resources to do that. There's great resources to do that. And sadly, there are some resources that you think should be doing that that don't do that. There's a lot of religious groups and spirituality groups and, oh, love and light and personal well-being and health and wellness groups that have these political angles of, oh, and did you know what so-and-so is trying to do to you or do to us or pull over? There's, there's political leanings in so many places. So yeah. I am so happy, Elaine, that when you read it, you were like, no, I, I feel like you are literally not taking a side. I am trying not to take a side. Yeah, well, I right. Know. And I, I so appreciate that. Now I did offer that I do have a political opinion about abortion and things like that. That doesn't mean sure again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If you don't have an opinion, I'd be really worried. <laughs> you probably, yeah. I think everybody yeah. does. Um, yeah, it's just that so frustrating. And what? Absolutely. Yes, and like Simon. Change their opinion on stuff. Yeah, and and there aren't that many, maybe there aren't that many people that have changed their opinion about that. I have. I've gone back and forth on yeah. abortion. Yeah. Um, because yeah. it is complicated. Oh my god. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It deserves a lot of deliberation and thought. It does. It does. It's so serious. It yeah. Does. It's so serious. Yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah. And there's no way to prove when the soul comes into the to the baby. There is no way, which is why if it's in a belief, yes, it was exactly. literally unprovable. And so that's you know something I don't ever hear on these debates is like you know you can't prove that no. you can't either yeah. exactly. exactly so what should we do since we can't prove this you know when we talk about you know life plans and and incarnating into a terrible mm. situation mm. 
he could he might as well throw that in as well. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Might as well. It's only you know we humans with our belief systems that start you know arguing about all this stuff and what we think, but but everything's okay anyway because when we move on, we move on. Mm. We have a choice about whether we want to come back again. So. Is it really, not that it's not important on the human level, mm-hmm. it is. It is. But right. knowing what we know, mm-hmm. you know, it's all going to be okay yeah. anyway. Yep. In the end, whatever happens. So the other related things, and some people, I hope, if this if this is hopefully helpful to people and they don't know what you're talking about, I'll offer publicly at some point the um, October member's message, the one about uh, another perspective on abortion. Um the death penalty, which seems like a weird combination until you listen to it and you go, oh, shit, like, wow, this is an amazing conversation, you know. Anyway, so there's that part, too. Um, I guess the other part I would mention, if we're wrapping this up, that because the dis- it becomes distracting, I think, in a lot of conversations like this that are trying to figure out how to make our way through this all alive and all intact, um, or at least not kill ourselves or kill each other. The minute we start to lay blame on something we don't have control over, that's a red flag. We always have control over ourselves. And that to me is a bigger PowerPoint. Is it possible that some of these institutions that we know are failing us or are creating or fomenting some of these problems, is it possible that by more human individuals and by more individual Americans feeling more personal agency and how they look at fellow Americans, especially of these differing beliefs. It's possible that as more and more humans take more personal agency in that, that the power within these controlling structures and these echo chamber boxes, that they will lose some of their power appropriately so because they've been given way too much power. The idea that, that anyone would feel informed about what's going on in the world from from any or all of the news of the, so, yeah, I'll just, I like to call them, and I like how it came through in this, a non-entertainment media source. Because <laughs> news doesn't, you know, it's well, kind of like, oh, well, you know what I mean? It, well, oh, or, well, Simon, what some people are saying is, was it ever? Yeah. That there's always been, you know, yeah. it's always been a version of the news, <laughs> right? Yeah. Anyway, so non-entertainment media. Um, that, that if anyone is relying on them and some, I used to say, well, yeah, I listen to CNN and then I, and then I see what these guys are saying and then I see what Fox is saying and then I see what, and now there's Newsmax and, you know, parlor or whatever. There's all these different silos of super narrow viewpoints that are acting as if, and maybe sometimes some better than others doing, I sometimes see a wide view and I'm like, oh my God, they were neutral. Thank God. This Mm -hmm. journalist is a journalist and they got it right. I mean, praise God. Um, but that opportunity for us to, to just be more, okay, they're saying that that's what's happening, but is that what's happening? Or are they reporting on a tail of the normal distribution curve? And my neighbor doesn't want to put me in a concentration camp. My neighbor doesn't want me to be jailed for my record on X, Y, or Z. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else you guys want to add? How do you feel? I think there need to be more conversations like this taking place because yeah. if, yeah. you know, yeah. what percentage of the population is thinking this way, um, mm. and, and like I said, my fear is in the short term, mm. like, until we can get that snowball I know. rolling, yeah. um, there are a lot of 
things that could happen that could be negative for some faction of totally. our population. Yes. And that hurts. Right? And are happening, right? And are happening. I'm right. already in a state where, yeah. you right. know, some people's... Yeah, and that's, and that's very yeah. sad to me. And um, and I, so I'm not, I, I, I wasn't, um, it, I, I'm glad you didn't take a side. I'm not saying, mm. Jill, you need to have a side on this. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm feeling yeah. like I don't want to have a side either, mm-hmm. uh, but I need the the amount the number of people that are considering mm-hmm. that to grow in our country yeah. to be able to feel optimistic that humanity will or the U.S. will save itself from yeah like its own know, demise throwing out people throwing out civil war civil war like like it's like An oh answer. let's go have pancakes at IHOP it's yeah. like oh my god what are they talking about mm-hmm. um, and I think oh. so so it's just that. It's like the percentage game, right? It's like I want yeah. everyone to hear this conversation and everyone mm-hmm. to consider that there can be space for both sides. And we're not, they're not thinking different from you because they just want to be different from you and hate mm-hmm. you. They're thinking mm-hmm. different because that's what their logical, the intake of information that they've gotten and their brain and the way it's processed it, this is their logical conclusion yes you have a logical conclusion based on the information you're taking in the way you're going to process it and here you are but space for everybody yeah i wish like the snowball needs to roll because me too otherwise i in the short term i see a lot of negative things that could me too um thank you that's good um i don't want to add a new topic but i i might a little bit there is a there's a guy and he's part of, I don't know what agency, I'm so bad at this, you guys. There's a there's a guy that has a program, and he's part of that NOAA, who's that NOAA news guy, non-entertainment oh, yeah. media guy? Um, and then there's yeah. Trevor Noah, thank you. And then there's a guy that kind of has a segment on his, it's Jordan, I think somebody, who goes to Trump rallies and stuff, and he, and he sort of kind of asks some questions, and it's all at the expense of the Trump voter. It's always at the expense of... At the expense of that side. Um, think about another, there could be a totally different way to do that, mm-hmm. right? Where it's not making fun of somebody's beliefs and voting record and opinions. Um, it's not a, you know, it's not for a laugh and, oh my God, these idiots, you know, which is kind of the takeaway of all of them. And it's always an eye roll. And, and do they bring out the worst? And is it, I do believe some of it's editing, but I do believe some of it is just like, that's actually what they believe. And to those of us on another side, it can look absolutely ridiculous, Mm -hmm. but that's, again, we might, we don't have to agree, but to dehumanize the other, demean the other, et cetera, that's the part that I get what they're trying to do, but it's not getting us anywhere. And it's probably making the problem a lot worse. Mm -hmm. Right. So I wish there were, yeah, exactly more conversations like this. It occurs to me when you said that you kind of have this projection of whomever the figurehead is for a particular group or the, or the, 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 um, it's the the small group of, of, of the people that are the biggest proponents that, that is projected (laughs) onto everybody else that voted for them or that aligns with that opinion. So you must want to be like that person or you like that person or you think the world should operate on that person's view on everything. Uh huh. If you like that person, you're an extension of either side of the political spectrum and say the same thing. Yeah. You know, it's, it's not necessarily the case. Yes. You know, sometimes people just say, hmm, I, I like those ideas better than those other ideas. Yes. And I, and I think we're secure enough that that person isn't going to fuck it all up for everybody. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's true. But, you no, know, yeah. And, and I think that's what a lot of people didn't do, but but then you've got, you know, yeah. I remember when Trump was elected and the Hillary, some Hillary voters were, it was the end of the world, mm-hmm. you know? And, and and it would have been the other way too. There would have been Trump yeah. voters if Hillary got elected. Uh, yeah, thought, sure. Oh my oh, yeah. God, we are done. We're now. done. We're dead. You know? Yeah. And we've got to stop this. Either, we've of, got to, either yeah. of those are just that's that's the extremes that you talk about on the mm-hmm. on the on the bell curve at the ends. They have a bigger voice than the they numbers do. would indicate mm-hmm. because of lots of reasons. You know. Oh add to one of your one of your points and thank you for adding what you what you said right there. I have a close friend who is a loyal and lifelong democrat. And again, I I've flip-flopped on my voting my my entire but short, I'm only 52 voting record. Um, based on policies and I think that's better for the people or better for the country or I like that better and I, you know, yeah. whatever. Um, I'm not, you know, perfect by any means. But anyway, she when she found out that some of her friends were Trump voters, not Trump supporters. They voted for Trump. Mm-hmm. She literally said, oh my God, you're okay with his pussy grabbing. And I said to her, I said, Paige, how are you even making that leap? Right. 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 But there are some very, let's say ideological voters that their leader is a representation of their values, mm-hmm. a representation mm-hmm. of their, mm-hmm. um, obviously their ideology and, you know, political ideology, but that, oh yes, everyone who voted for Trump was totally okay with pussy grabbing and the way he talked about women in those recordings. And that is not true at all. The people that I know that voted for Trump were disgusted by that, didn't like that, didn't, didn't like either of their choices and were like, oh fuck. What am I going to do here? Yeah. I hate this guy, but I'm terrified of her, yeah. right? And I don't know what I'm going to do here. But the fact that, and that's partly what that um, that non-entertainment media chamber did, right? They said, oh, all of these people that didn't vote the way that you did, let's make them absolute fools, idiots, and that yeah. you can't trust them ever again, Right. Because they they did a horrible thing here, not respecting at all the horrible choice. So so many people felt like they had, and that happens the other way too. Completely, no, no, no. The way too. No, I'm yeah. not saying it doesn't, Simon. I'm just Both giving an example. Yeah, yeah. There are plenty of you know people on on the right who think you know this is, but you don't have the amplification through the. The general media, right, that tends to yes, there is vilification on both sides. Some of the tech companies, you you have that back to that power dynamic. Yes, you can get the organizations and business uh, and media that have power. Thank you, and they happen to be staffed mostly with people on think like you. Yes, then you can say, of course, they're right. Like everybody sort of agrees on this, and you're the fringe. No, you're right. That's the danger. Thank you. Right, where you've got, you know, this. It's not really true. Thank you for pointing that out because I, I have just as many friends that are like, I can't believe you voted for Hillary. Yeah. I can't believe you voted for Biden. Does that mean you're for this and for that and for her, you know, her husband's, you know, philandering and all this stuff? I yeah. can't believe it. You know, and I'm just like, yeah. oh, my God. 
That wasn't on the vote. Was that on the ballot too? No. <laughs> that we're blessing that's Bill. And that we're blessing the pussy grabbing situation. Yeah. That we're saying that yes. When you did I that love that. Trump, <laughs> I love that reading of Trump because you actually somebody asked that question oh and you asked the question of his wider self and it came back was. Um, yeah, yeah, I do that kind of thing, but I do have respect for women. But if a woman doesn't have self-respect, I don't have that self-respect for them. They just play things. And that was a, a, a terrible way to be, but it kind of cleared that up in a way. It helped explain, it helped explain his explain ugliness. That. Yeah, yeah. Not I, validated it. System, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah that was a fascinating. He acted yeah. on that belief system authentically, you know. I, yeah. I don't like it. I think it's awful, but... Yeah. He acted authentically on a belief system, and, and it kind of made that, it humanized that when you did that, and I, I found Thank that you. really interesting. Okay, good. So now we're offering another another resource, the Trump reading, which is on YouTube. Yeah. What I didn't understand about um, the pussy hat thing. Yeah. Oh, pussy hat. Okay. okay. You know, where the women were. Pro pussy? At, at the rallies, yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was confused I by that choice of representation. If they were offended by pussy grabbing, then why create hats, create this whole movement that's like, I'm a pussy, I'm going to band together with these. That isn't, and I didn't know if that's just me as a woman and my femininity and the way I want to be represented um, or represent women. I chose not to go to the rallies for those reasons. Mm. And I was ostracized for that. And I was questioned mm. and I was, and you know, and it's just, it, it doesn't mean I don't support women or mm-hmm. women's rights or, you know, it's and it doesn't mean you voted a certain it way either. It doesn't. And I, mm. I was appalled at that yeah. video that we all got to see. And I'm appalled at mm. anyone who chooses to violate someone else's rights. And I get, it's my responsibility to put a boundary up. I've been sexually abused. I know the pain of that. I know the recovery mm. it takes. And yes, it's it's me ultimately that holds the boundary for me. And yet I think that it gets missed the challenge that that is. And, and to have that spoken of like it's my fault that I was abused because I didn't hold the boundary or if I wore a mini skirt or whatever. It's like, there's so many factors. There's so many layers to each and every one of us. And we get so, um, generalized and it is so strange how things can just sweep into these huge swaths nowadays. (laughs) You know, it's just, it's startling. And that one choice can then put you assumably into a pathway and we are energy people here. So I always wonder like how much influence others opinions and assumptions of who and what I am mm-hmm. impact the general workings of, and not who I am personally, but who we all are. Mm-hmm. We just make assumptions mm-hmm. like that. Like we just do. And part of it is, you know, should I cross the street? I have to have judgment. Should I cross the street right now? You know, is this person for my good or not? Do Mm -hmm. I want to engage? Yet it kind of goes so much further than that. And there's, you know, again, don't need to go into all that. But the the, um, boxes that we put each other in and forget, like we are this whole society of beings. Yeah, that's good. And the potential we could. 
possibly have if we put all this energy into other things? I just, like, there's so many bigger issues that, not yeah. to say bigger, these are important, but it's like, oh my gosh, what would it be like if instead of focusing on all these problems, we were solution-oriented society? That's all and I'm saying. And took more personal agency and took personal for the role agency. that we play. Exactly. Yeah. Because, again, I'll add it again here that I can imagine some of the people listening going, but Jilly, you're not even, you guys aren't even talking about the forces at play to divide and conquer and it's for a purpose. And, you know, there's all these agendas at work to divide us from each other and it's working exactly according to plan. I'm not giving attention to that because other people have addressed it. I'm not condoning it or, or demeaning that type of thought. I'm just saying, I can't do anything about that. But I can do everything about how I look at people that feel differently than, than I do. And you, everyone possibly listening to this can do exactly the same. That's all you have control over is you. And all I have control over is me. So all of this other, I don't want to say wasted breath, but consuming energy of, but what is going on? I don't know if I care anymore because it's so fucked up at this point. And if I look at it from that level... I will have no hope for my country because it's like, oh, I mean, we started to go down the way of, oh, maybe we could do this. Maybe we could do that. Oh God, that won't work. They'll just fuck it up this way. It'll just be fucked up this way or that way or whatever. So I, it all stems down to us. Oh, always. But again, the, those, the belief creators and the messaging associated with it, they'll never tell you that. Mm -hmm. And that was in the message too. Okay. Thank you to each and every one of you. Thank you. I get heated during these things, and I apologize if it comes across as I'm like laser eyes. Like, don't say that anymore. No soup for you. <laughs> oh yeah, the side No soup for you. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah. I can do him really good. No soup for you. <laughs> yeah. By the way, did you guys know there was a real guy? No. And he sued. He tried to sue Larry David. Yes. And, yeah. Yes. He tried to sue. He That's was like, right. "You, you blinded yeah. me, and you ruined my business. Oh, you were making fun right of me." Where I used to work. <laughs> <laughs> I have stories yeah. about that. Anyway, thanks everybody. Be good out there. Was that the Hill Street Blues? Be good out there. <laughs> was that what it was? I don't think so. I think it was. Be safe out there. Be safe. Be safe. Be safe out there.